0: Hey, hey, y'all, we are celebrating an anniversary here at Black Tomatoes, episode 25. We have a special guest in the studio, and we got some good things to talk about. Stay tuned. Yes, Celebration by cooling the Game. That is my song. Hello, 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 everyone. This does is...
1: anyone not love this song?
0: Everybody loves this song. It say, is Celebration by cooling the Game. I was going to say. Like, come on. Yeah. It's the, it's the jamity jam jam jam. We are back. For... <laughs> my friend is laughing at me. We are back for episode 25 of Black Tomatoes, and we have a special guest in studio that we, we're going to talk to. But before we get to that, What's up, Scott? How was your week? Not too bad. You were... I saw you two times this week. I was everywhere. So I was that's doing very too nice. Much. I know. I came in to um, co-host... Not co- yeah, co-host. Yeah, pretty much. Guest co-host. Scott's... Other podcasts here. It's
1: our podcast. It's not no.
0: mine. It's ours. The Los Angeles Online That's Film right. Critics Society podcast. I came on to with two other critics and yourself to do that, and then I covered the premiere for Black Panther. Black for, Panther. Yeah, Black no, Panther. You no, did I did not. Didn't. Oh, hello. Black <laughs> Panther was like six months ago. Oops. <laughs> For Black Klansmen. child, they both have black in the title. Yeah. What you going to do? But, 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 and, they're, and they're two of the best movies of the year. But Black Klansmen. And um, I just wanted to share with the people some of the stuff that we talked about on that, that red carpet. Um, what was really interesting is that Spike Lee was there. A bunch of people there. Spike Lee was there. John Singleton was there. Um, Denzel wasn't there, though. Denzel was not Denzel there? Denzel was not there to was support. Was Jordan there? Jordan Peele was there Alfre Woodard was there I saw Alfre Woodard Zoe uh, Kravitz was there a bunch of people were there but I had an opportunity to, to talk with some folks on the red carpet about what their favorite Spike Lee joint was and this mm. is what they had to say roll the video roll the clip roll that oh, video in the yes. house yes my brother in the house in the house now I know you've been asked this a lot but I just need to know what is your favorite Spike Lee joint I know they all your babies but you gotta have a favorite well, it's, that's, that's really hard for me to question because I don't look at it as, uh, as as you since you brought the point of babies I'm looking at it as as baby look at it as a family <coughs> as a family absolutely and I've been building this family for 30, over thirty
2: years Malcolm X is one of the best movies of all time uh The one that spoke to me the most was school days maybe me want to go to college
0: Ooh! I knew somebody was going to ask me that. I love She's Gotta Have It.
1: I love a lot of Spike Lee movies. I love The the Kings of Comedy. I love Crooklyn. I love Delroy Lindo in that movie. Um, If I had to choose, though, I'd say it's neck and neck between Do the Right Thing and 25th Hour. Malcolm X, no of, doubt. Of
0: course it's Malcolm X. No doubt. Yes, ma'am. Black Klansman.
1: <laughs> my dad took me to New York when I was 14, and uh, Clockers had just come out in theaters. And one of the highlight, one of the two highlights of my trip uh, were seeing a real Spike Lee joint in a New York City film theater. Well, aside from this one, I had a history teacher show me Do the Right Thing when I was in 11th grade, showed the whole class. And it blew my mind. The fact that I get to now work with this guy, I just you know I can't believe it. He's a real master. What he does.
2: Oh, uh, she, uh, she gotta have it. School days. No, no, school days. School days no, because no, no. I'm saying You know why? Because uh, Tisha
0: Campbell <laughs> licked the boy's uh, uh, part in his head, and it was the light skin and the dark skin, and they were singing. Okay. Why'd she say the light skinned and the dark skinned? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kim Whitley. That is my good girlfriend. She is crazy as Bitsburg. But you, I just you, love her. You
1: did the rounds of that carpet. Oh, Oh, that, that was God. just that was
0: like a highlight. I think I must have edited something like 12, 12 to 14 interviews I did, but I got some really good people. No,
1: that's incredible.
0: You got all the main cast, I know. minus we, Adam Driver. And Nakia, yeah, Minus Adam Driver wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, he wasn't there. He did the New York premiere, but he oh, wasn't at okay. this one. Um, Nakia, who helped me out on the, the red carpet, she got John David Washington. She got Corey Hawkins. She got Dave Chappelle showed up, and she got Dave huh. Chappelle. She got somebody else, too. I can't think of who it is, but she got some good people, too. So, and it's all available on Black Hollywood Live. It's all available on Black Hollywood Live in a playlist called Black Klansman Premiere. <laughs> so let's just talk really briefly before we introduce our guests about this is our 25th episode of Black Tomatoes, you Can you believe we made it? I can't believe we made it to 25 episodes of Black Tomatoes. This was like my dream. I really wanted to do this. I asked you to come on board with me. You very graciously agreed, and I, I'm about to cry. And I'm so grateful. Carly, you know I got your back. I got your back. Anything so... you want. Oh <laughs> oh. I'm so grateful <laughs> that you did. I really, I'm really grateful that you did and that you helped me. And you've taught me a lot. I've learned a lot from you, as I hope has been the case for you. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we'll introduce some newer segments and some, some more fly things and have more fly guests as we go along. But... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you everybody for tuning in and watching. And we have secret people watching the show. Like, you know, Omar Epps, when we interviewed him, <laughs> said he was watching it. And our special guest in the studio, he was a secret watcher too. <laughs> so i just introduce him. He is best known for playing the lovable dad, Carl Winslow, on Family Matters. He's also known for being in the blockbuster hit, Die Hard with Bruce Willis and he's also known for being one of my (laughs) co-stars on Heart of Dixie for four years Mr. Reginald Bell Johnson is in the house! Hey 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 How you doing Reggie? I'm doing fine thank you Good. Good to be here. It's so good to have you. I just wanted to start out because I did say I started out rather talking about family matters and that's how I first became aware of you, is through Family Matters, but I'm just interested to know if you filmed Die Hard on a hiatus from Family Matters, or was it the other way around?
2: Well, um, Die Hard was way before Family Matters. As a matter of fact, one of the producers of Family Matters saw a screening of Die Hard and asked me to be in the show, so... uh, Family Matters came after
0: Die Hard. So. Okay. Okay. Look at you. Look at there he is with the Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And um, how did you get cast how did you get cast on uh how did you get cast in Die Hard? Was it just like a regular audition or was it like well, some special circumstance? I
2: um I was in New York and um I had said to myself, I said, Well, I'm gonna, this is gonna be like my last that I had been struggling in New York and trying to get work and whatnot, and I just got tired of it. So I had I had, met, had an interview with an, uh, an advertising company to write copy. So uh, the next couple of days, I was going to go write, go to this. this...
0: You were going to be an ad agency copywriter. Yeah, Shut yeah, up.
2: Yeah. And uh, so then this this my agent told me that there's this, this movie, with this guy Bruce Willis oh, He said <laughs> this and... guy Bruce Willis. This well, guy. it was he was on Moonlighting, and we didn't really know who he was then. And uh, they said, "Well, go audition." I said, "Oh, I said, well, okay, I went." to audition, and I told them, they, they put me on camera, and I said, look, this is my last audition, I promise you, and if you give me this job, I'll do the very best job you've ever had at, from an actor, <clears throat> and uh, that's it, I, you know, I'm, I'm here in New York, and I'm either going to do this or I'm not, and I said that in the film, and then they called me, in the, the next couple of weeks, they called me and told me to come out to California, and I auditioned for Scott Rudin and a couple of other people, and...
0: Ooh, <clears throat> Scott rudin been around for a minute, huh? Yeah.
2: And um he he said, uh, well go put him in a cop's uniform. And so they put me in a cop's uniform and they parade around for the other producers and and uh the producer said, Well either you're gonna get the job or you're not, and that's it. And they so I flew back to New York. And then the next week they called me and said, Well come back out, we want you to do the role. So
0: that was it. Wow. I never. I don't think I've ever heard that story told anywhere. I don't think
2: I've ever told that story. Actually, yes, yes. we
0: have an exclusive right <laughs> yeah. here, Black For Tomatoes. Sure. I'm so excited. Now let's flip it back to, to family matters. I know you guys did a celebrated an anniversary of the show. I'm not sure which year it was. Was it recent? Was it this year? Or it was, was it recently.
2: Years? It was like a, like the beginning of this year. They 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 did a little celebration, and we went. In, we all went in and took pictures and stuff, and did the whole thing.
0: I love that. So, I watched a little bit of it and I watched um where everyone talked about how they came to the project and how special it was for them yeah. and and Joe Marie Payton. I can I just say I love I know y'all love Joe Marie Payton, but I love Joe Marie Payton too. She was like everybody's mama that's yes. not related to yes. her. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. She just there's just something about her that exudes warmth and acceptability. Absolutely.
2: She, she's just the absolute best I the first time I met her we knew we were going to be working together we just looked in each other's eyes and said well this is this is going to be special and uh, I I treasure her she came to my my mother's funeral you know Aww. and I never forget that <laughs> that woman is just the best <clears throat> excuse me getting emotional
0: Oof. but um we always get emotional around here though you are in good I company
2: <laughs> she's just very special to me and I've I've lived with her through two marriages and, you know, we're still, we're still, we're still friends and we're still the best. You know, I, I love her. That's what I want to say. So
0: We love her too. Yeah. We love her too. Um, now, I also know about Family Ratters and I, I said this to you beforehand that it, and I, you may not know this, but I was, because I was surprised to know this. Family Matters is the longest-running sitcom at that time. It was the longest-running sitcom and the third-longest-running African-American sitcom ever made. It ran for 215 episodes and 9 Seasons.
1: I was telling them outside. I I watched this show religiously. It was we we would watch it at dinner. It was this and Full House back yeah. to back. <laughs> right. We would sit
0: there and watch it. TGIF. And I, mean, TGIF. I,
1: and I used to pull my pants up and be like, <laughs> "Did I do that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember it all the time. I mean, this was such a legendary show, such an iconic show, and that's why when I asked you when we were talking outside, I was like. I'm amazed they haven't tried to do a spinoff of this yet because it's so incredibly notable. Like everyone, I'm hoping knows they just this.
0: bring back the
2: originals. Let's just yeah. do
0: they reboot and everything else. I know, Let's just reboot I know. Family Matters. It
2: really was. It was like a family situation. I mean, Rachel coming to live with her, fa- her sister and her, her her family and whatnot. It was it was a very special time for us at that. Time. You know, when
0: it you guys really seem very close. It, it when I watched the footage from the anniversary gathering that you guys had. this is one thing I know. You cannot fake authenticity on camera. You just can't. It's either there or it isn't. And when I watched that footage, it seemed like you guys really, really, really loved each other. We did. Like unequivocally loved each other. Which brings me to somebody else that you loved on the show who's no longer with us. And I was talking to you about her as well. There's a young lady on the show that was on the show named Michelle Thomas. And Michelle played Urkel's girlfriend for a little while. And Michelle... Unfortunately, I think she might have been like 29 or 30. She uh, had stomach cancer and passed away very, very early and very unexpectedly. And from her diagnosis to her death, it was very, very fast. Very, very fast. But I was telling Reggie I met Michelle in New York because Michelle, I must have met her at an audition. I don't even remember how I initially met her. But I met her, and she was on her way out here to do Family Matters and was trying to sublet her apartment, so or her house, rather, So she came and picked me up in front of Port Authority, took me to New Jersey where her house was, which was gorgeous. I was like, I would love to stay here, but you know, it was like planes, trains, buses, and automobiles trying to get out there. I'm like, I can't do that. Not if I'm hanging out in Manhattan late at night. It'll be because at that time there wasn't a lot of readily available transportation going to Jersey. Now it's different now, but then it was like if you didn't if you didn't make it over the bridge during rush hour traffic, you weren't you weren't getting over there.
2: She was the sweetest young lady I'd ever.
0: She was an angel. She, she was really an angel. was. She really
2: was. She was. I mean, to play
0: that for, for, for,
2: for her to play that role was unique too, because of the, the way the role was written. It was. She was sort of like a, a nerd, but not a nerd. And she, but she, she, she performed it perfectly. And I, and on top of that, she, her personality was just. I remember when she came to me one one day. And she said um, that she was sick and she was crying and whatnot. And I didn't Aww. know what to do. I didn't know what to say to her. You know, it's, it's going to be all right, you know, but um, she was this very special young lady that I'll always remember.
0: She's And the other reason I remember Michelle is because her birthday was September 23rd and mine is September 16th, mm-hmm. so our birthdays are literally like a week apart. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll always remember her, and she's just, I'd never quite, up until that moment, I'd never quite met anyone like her, and I haven't met anyone like her since. Absolutely. She's Absolutely. just, there wasn't a malicious, mean, unkind bone in her body. It just wasn't. And she was very, very sweet. I, She was cool. But I I would be remiss in talking about Family Matters and not talking about about her, about Michelle, or without talking about Rosetta Lenoir, (laughs) because Rosetta Lenoir played the grandma on the show. And what people will know, might not know about Miss Rosetta, is that she was in, or was best known for An all-black cast, being a member of an all-black cast of Macbeth that was directed by Orson Welles. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that. That's random, right? Yes, very random. Yes, when I did my research,
0: I found that out. And that Bill Bojangles Robinson was her godfather. She talked about him all the time, about how he would teach her how to tap dance, how she learned how to tap dance through him. And she would oftentimes show that little... the little routine between him and Shirley Temple. She mm-hmm. could do that because he taught it to her. So it was she was special, too. And it, I would be remiss in talking about that show without talking about those two people because they're no longer with us.
2: Well, I remember uh, Rosetta from Anna Lucasta. I saw her in that before she came to Family With Medicine.
0: Eartha Kitt, right? With Eartha and Kitt. In Sammy David, Jr.? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I remember telling her that was my favorite performance of her. And uh, she was just so special. I never... It's amazing talking about these people who are no longer here, you know. I
0: know, because they, they're, they're in your heart. They are. They're in are. your heart and they're in your spirit they are. and they live on they in your are. memory. But they're not in the physical right. realm. But, you know, it's like uh, the Latino community feels if, if when someone passes away, as long as you speak their name, you keep them alive. Mm. You keep mm. their memory alive. So as long as we continue to speak their names and... Um, resurrect their memories through conversations like these, they'll continue to stay alive that's in right. everyone else's hearts.
2: That's, that's true. Wow. <laughs> that's nice to know.
0: Yes, of course. Of course. Alright, so now let's switch it away from family memories because we're getting a little verklempt up in here <laughs> in <back> Tomatoes. <laughs> and flip it to the topic of the day, Die Hard. But before we get into the conversation of Die Hard, I want to show just a little bit of the original trailer because a lot of us haven't seen this and people listening on yeah. iTunes probably haven't heard it in years, so let's roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> he is alone, he is tired, and he hasn't seen deadly squat from anybody down
2: here. Hey pal, how you feeling? Could all things being equal, I'd rather be in
3: Philadelphia. <laughs> I want blood you'll have Only John can drive somebody that crazy. <laughs>
2: he's an easy guy to like
3: come out to the coast get together have a few laughs (laughs) and a hard man to kill
2: Bruce Willis die hard got invited to the Christmas party by mistake who knew
1: (laughs) so I actually have to ask a question about this you got to work with Alan Rickman yes what was that like
2: he was the nicest, most giving person I've ever worked with. When he wasn't doing his scenes, we'd be off camera talking and about the, you know, his career and what he was going to be doing and whatnot. And I found out so much about what a special person he was. And uh, I was kind of shocked when I heard that he passed away. But he was one of the best people to work with I'd ever ever worked with.
0: So. Was this your first big film? Yes. This was his first big ma- this yeah. was his breakout yeah, film as it well. Was. Oh both of y'all experienced yeah. that together. That's kinda That's cool. That's true. Did yeah. y'all realize that in the moment?
2: No, no, actually, <laughs> no. Um, but when <clears throat> he was different than the character he played.
0: Of course. He seemed very oh, mild mannered. He was down to earth yeah. and quiet
2: and he loved to joke and get around and whatnot, but um I think he was a uh, um Stage actor before he became a film.
0: Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, another tidbit that maybe either one of you don't know. Because, you know, I'm that chick. So, <laughs> that <laughs> I'm that chick. So he was discovered for Die Hard because the director saw him doing dangerous liaisons yes. on stage. And that's how he got selected for this. And after this, he went on to play, like... Villain, remember him in Robin Hood. Oh yeah, yeah. villain. I mean, he was, was high. What was the movie where
2: he played the alien with this?
1: Oh
0: my god, Galaxy Quest.
2: Galaxy Quest. I love Galaxy that was my Quest. Favorite. Oh my <laughs> god, he was the best in that movie. So
1: amazing. <laughs> that that whole cast in that movie. Yeah. I don't think anyone has, maybe Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, but man, yeah. everyone else
0: in that Just movie, the best. the best
1: performances they've ever ever given. given yes. really,
2: I agree.
0: Now I know that both both you and Alan come to, from the theater. Were I know that the script, a lot of the The script was improvised because there were so many changes to the screenplay at the time. Were were any of your, was was any of your scenes improvised or was it pretty much as scripted?
2: It was pretty much as scripted. The director, he came to me and said, told me to say different things and whatnot, you know, Mm -hmm. according to the scene. But mine basically was the same. It was was Alan's that was changing every day almost. Oh, really? Oh, God, Yes. yes.
0: (laughs) I read something about that drop that he does, where they find where he goes to shoot um, yeah. McClane, and he ends up fa- falling off the building. <laughs> that drop was real. So him and Bruce Willis did their own stunts, which is yeah, he, I crazy. I think he felt
2: he fell about five stories. I think yep, it was, it was five wow. stories,
0: and they said that they knew he knew he was. They knew they had people drop him. He mm-hmm. was on wires, and they dropped him, but they dropped him an extra ten feet beforehand before he was ready for them to drop him and that's why that look on his face as he's dropping yeah. they say that's that's real because he didn't I know I don't know if
2: I could have done that <laughs> actually actually well actually I did I did when um the scene where Al Powell drives the car backwards and he uh-huh. falls I did that, that that myself and it was I was, it was the first time I've ever done any kind of stunts they tied me into the car very Security. tightly and went, yeah, yeah and I did it and it was I was so proud of myself I did that <laughs> thing I'll never do it again but I, I did know, it that's it right it was good.
1: I mean, it must have felt like so incredible to kind of you know, you were your story that you shared with us about how you've been trying to get work, trying to get work. And then you've you got the role in something that has gone on to become a classic. And you as a character, your character Al the cop, is is amazing because What's missing from a lot of action movies nowadays is that the secondary characters don't really get developed. Right. But Al the Cop is actually really well yeah. developed in yeah. this movie. You get some good screen time with Bruce Willis. You right. get some nice back and forth. We learn about you. Um, were you shocked like when you how much depth your character had when you were reading the script?
2: Well, no. I was uh, just wanting to get the job done. <laughs> so I didn't really think about what they were going to do with the character. Whatever. whatever they gave me to do, I did. Yeah. And uh, as it turned out, it became, you know, an integral part of the movie, and I was uh, very excited. I the first time I saw the film, <laughs> it was at a movie theater <laughs> around the corner from my house. Oh! And I used to go and ask the guy, could I sit in the back and watch the film?" And I went like every other night to watch the film. Really? I did, and to, and to just to just just to see what kind of actor I'd be on screen, and he let me come in. And every after after a while. He let me come in for free. And so I just sit in the back and watch and and listen to and just just respond to the, you know, just listen to how the people responded to the character and what I did. So it was a learning experience for me, so
0: so it's been 30 years oh, yeah. since you've done this <laughs> what do you think is the obsession with this particular film because not every film has legs like this not I every know. film has these kind of anniversaries where people are like oh my god it's the such and such anniversary of this movie I can't wait yeah. did,
1: did you get to go to the event that they did for this movie
2: yes I ago? did they oh. went to <laughs> they were like th- third thirty 3,500 people there and you know, I did up and did a little speaking and whatnot. Then and they showed the film. I didn't say to the film. I've seen the film a thousand times. I didn't want to stay. But uh, we did answer of a few questions. Of course, you did. You went, saw it free. Oh, well, every yeah. day. For the
0: theater a <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you probably seen it more than a thousand I'm times. I'm telling you. <laughs>
2: but um, it was a very good experience. I thought that that the people still love it. I mean, they really. I I just I don't understand why people love it so much. I just it's it's a and it, it's a unique experience for me you know I don't you know what
0: one of my theories is up until that time it is kind of like an unlikely buddy film yeah because of
2: your mm-hmm. character
0: and Bruce Willis's character, right, right, right. you know, because of the cop and the guy, and because he's an everyday dude, he's just yeah. an everyday dude that is caught up in some something, extraordinary right. circumstances. Absolutely. So, and you're an everyday dude that's caught up in extraordinary circumstances, but your character has an extraordinary job. Right. So, you guys actually have something in com more in common than not.
2: Right. Right. You know? Absolutely. I
0: think that's what the fact it's the relationships that people between are fasc- the two mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're right.
2: I think you're right. You know, him Him being able to survive after shooting the kid with the gun and whatnot and having to deal with his emotionals, emotional things that he had to deal with, you know, and then having to find a friend or somebody who could understand in Bruce's character was unique, I think. for Because he was that,
0: a cop, too. Was he it? Was. He, he, yes, was, he, he was, was a He's New, New York, York City cop. cop yeah. And you were a Chicago cop? Uh, LA cop. LA cop. So, oh, which brings me to another piece of tidbit info. Oh, that. So, I did not know this. Okay. Either. She's with the
1: Jeopardy facts. I know. I am that? The, Je- the Jeopardy I am facts. That chick.
0: So, the Nakatomi building is actually the Fox building. Yes. That big tall one. I yeah. didn't know that. And yeah. they were actually constructing it as y'all were filming That's the movie, right. right?
2: We got stuck in the elevator. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. It was, I think it was the 50th floor. The elevator was going down and just stopped. And I was in there with uh, John McTiernan and a couple of other people were in the elevator and we were like, well, what's going to happen? We had to wait for about 15, 20 minutes before it started again.
0: Oh, no. It's
2: a little frightening, but um, a little? we got through it. Yeah. Mm. It was weird.
0: Well, you, speaking of your character, Al, and you mentioned that he shot a kid, he does convey to to. Uh, McLean at some point that he shot a kid and he's a little gun shy at this point <laughs> bringing it swinging it back around to the current climate do you think how, how do you think how do you feel about all of these unarmed kids being shot down by cops like dogs in the street. Wow, you went
1: really heavy there.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, we don't know what the circumstances are behind Al shooting this kid. They never really say. He just mentions very briefly off the cuff that he shot this kid. We don't know what happened. We don't know why he shot the kid. We don't know who the kid was. And And it wasn't about Al shooting this kid. It was about... McLean coming out of this building alive with his wife—that's what, and his daughter—that's what the film was about. But I'm just interested to know, since you did play that type of character, and you do play cops quite often, yes. or used to more often than not, yeah. how, how, what are your feelings about that?
2: Well, I it, first of all, it's a tragedy, you know, and uh, to get and to think that, that that a police officer is faced with a, you know, a situation where he has to use his gun or not, you know, it's it's an incredible thing for even him. You know, it's incredible to have to say, well, I have to either shoot this person, make them stop or whatever, you know, I have to do this. And I'm not going to say that the cops are always going to do the right thing or in the right situation and and make the right choices. It's a very difficult thing to have your gun on somebody and have to shoot them, I'm sure. And um, any cop that has done that or has gone through that, is probably still dealing with it today. You know, it's a horrible thing to have to take a person's life. Mm. You know, and I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that they're right or or whatever, but what the situation was, I'm sure they make mistakes all the time. But for a cop to actually have to use his weapon is a heavy thing. And I don't know if I could have done it. I really don't.
0: Now, bringing back to to Die Hard, at the end of the film, Al does have to discharge his weapon, and in in him doing so, he ends up saving McClane. So, what do you think? Oh. What did you, what was your thought process for you as that character yeah. to make that moment work for you? To discharge, you know, because he's clearly somebody that has issues about discharging a gun, but Absolutely. when he had to do it, he had, he did it.
2: He had to do it. I mean, that was that was the integral part of the movie, where he had to make a choice to save his friend's life or or not. And, you know, having to deal with this gun again is a heavy thing for, for a cop, yeah. I'm sure, you know. So I had to go from there to to actually have to fight. and I was actually scared of firing that gun. I you know? bet you were. Oh, Cause I was because had to. A, it, oh, it
0: pops back, right?
2: It certainly does, and I had to use it, and I had to, you know, perform the scene, and it was it was it was hard, but I did it, you know.
0: So you did the first one. You did the second one too, didn't you? Yes. How did? So did they just come? So after the big brouhaha over the first one, did they say, you know what, we want Al to come back for the second one?
2: Well, yes, Joel Silver, God bless him, uh, <laughs> um, told me that I would be a fool not to do the sequel. <laughs> that Family Matters was a terrible show, and I should leave the show and come do his movie. Oh, no. Yes. He so. clowned
0: your day job. Oh, wow. God.
2: <laughs> That's So harsh. I thought about it, and I said, well. <laughs> Dang. What, what, what if Dyer what if 2 is not going to be a hit? What if and then I'm stuck without a job? These people gave me a job. So I'm supposed to say, well, screw you all now, I'm gonna do this movie again. I had to say no. And that was not happy. Joseph was not happy with me for turning down this movie. So I did the two scenes, got paid for it, did the two <laughs> scenes and uh, you know, moved on and um that was it. You know, I I if I had had the time, I would have been in the entire movie, but I didn't have the time to do it. I only had to do the two scenes, and that was it. It was, uh,
1: you know, and it's funny because you probably made the right decision, obviously. Yeah. Well, you didn't probably. You obviously yeah. Hello, made the right nine decision. Nine years of work yeah, for an actor. Yeah, but, yeah that was I the mean, right decision. Not only for just because of <laughs> yeah. family matters, but also because that is, until the, the recent ones, was always yeah. considered the weakest one.
2: Yes, Absolutely.
1: So, you know, it was the first one was the iconic, you know, And then they, hired, then they hired Sam. That's so. right. And then, ja- <laughs> yeah. and then Sam did that. Did Sam Jackson. Thing. Samuel L. Jackson. And, I, right. to, and I, I, I haven't shared this story with either of you Ooh, yet. But,
0: yay,
1: dish. Um, <laughs> I when I, Die Hard, my mom and, and I... We're very connected through film. Mm-hmm. She, she believed very much in my passion of movies. Mm-hmm. She was, she's the reason I'm sitting out here right now mm-hmm. is because she always believed in me to, you know, pursue my dreams. And um, we would always watch movies. And some of the movies that we would always watch because she loved, she grew up with Stallone and yes. Schwarzenegger and stuff like that. She, she always grew up on action movies. So we watched them. But when Die Hard came out, we would sit there, just like how you went into the movie theater, every night... We would just sit there and watch it on repeat, 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 yeah, repeat, and this yeah. is how I know the second one's not good because we skipped over the second oh, one, right. and no. then we watched the third one on repeat, right. repeat, repeat. Right, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, you, you, and I, I, I understand. I, um,
2: <laughs> I didn't like the second one either. You know, so.
0: <laughs> he's like, truth be told, <laughs> now that it's but, but years I did later,
2: it, I did it. You know, and and we moved on from there. You know, I think this is what has been. Four, four films, four Die Hards, I think it is. Uh, five. five. Five now. Five. now. There,
0: which brings me to my next point. Thank <laughs> you, gentlemen. Sure, yes. <laughs> so I read in the news this week that Bruce Willis is contemplating bringing Die Hard back. Um, and they're going to call it Die Hard Year One, casting a young John McClane. So I want to know from you guys, do you think this is a mistake? Or do you <laughs> think it will revitalize the franchise? Reggie?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so you you need to speak well, to Well, they haven't asked me to be in it, so <laughs> I, I, I really don't have much to say so about it. Automatically, you know, it's down a notch. You know, I'm I'm I, I I don't know. I think that um, die, die Hard, if it's I don't know, I don't know if because people will, there'll be millions of people who go see it, of course.
0: Yeah, of course.
2: And um, but whether or not it's, if it's going to be a good thing, I don't know. I. I think that um, when I heard that Sam Jackson was going to be in it, I thought that that was going to be a mistake. But you know, I don't know.
0: Who who knows what what what, what, what audiences do. resonate yeah, what with? Yeah, it's you so never strange. Know. This I don't. I'm
2: going to um to Australia <laughs> next, <laughs> next month. No, next month I'm going yeah. to do uh, the sequel or the. Uh, Whatever. they're doing Crocodile Nundee I was in that oh yeah oh, you were yeah, in that yeah. one too yeah so they're doing something they're doing a sequel to it or some kind of things like that I go to to Australia for about a couple of weeks
0: I love to. Australia what part are you going to Sydney Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne I love Melbourne
2: is it really I've never been there
0: so. Melbourne is like New York City really you'll love it they have a lot of theater there okay. You'll love it. It's really, really nice. I just
2: I just want to hold a koala. That's all I can do. <laughs> if I could just hold a koala and we'll take a picture, that'll be fine by me. Yeah. But I'm going to go do that, and um, who knows what may happen. And they'd be doing these sequels and whatnot, so.
1: Is Danny McBride still in that, or is that the joke, that he wasn't, wasn't really in really? I don't there? know. I really because don't know. there was like this whole thing with that, that they did this like Super Bowl commercial for it, and then it got so much hate on the internet about it. Be uh, Hugh Jack wow. is Hugh Jackman in it? Yes,
2: he is. Okay, yeah. so maybe
1: they are it, making maybe in reality. What's her name?
2: Um, the girl from Greece. What's her name?
1: My uh, big fat Olivia Greek. Olivia Newton-John. John? Yeah, Olivia oh,
2: Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. She's. I thought she said my big Greek. <laughs> I thought, I thought, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's Greek. She's
0: not from <laughs> Greece.
2: <laughs> so my scenes are with her and whatnot. So we'll see what happens. Oh, <laughs> you know. very nice. That very is nice. hilarious. I yeah. heard
1: Hugh Jackman's like one of the nicest people on the planet.
2: I heard this. Yeah. So, yeah, I,
1: I, I want a full report.
2: We shall see. I will. I'll come, back, I'll come back and I'll tell you. Okay? Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So, now to switch gears from Die Hard to the current situation. So, Reggie and I actually met on a sitcom, dramedy, whatever you want to call it, for uh, the CW called Heart of Dixie, H A R T, Heart of Dixie, where he played Dash. And he was like the town, like the town thespian.
2: <laughs> it was a little. <laughs> <laughs> he, was,
0: <Yeah. laughs> he was like the town thespian. And there were more shenanigans in Bluebell, Alabama. Somebody was always breaking out in song or yeah. dance. And we had more crazy costumes. There's, there, look at that crazy costume with Reggie. That is crazy. The one where you got on like the pirate's hat and the little shiny Oh, jacket. right, right. Oh, God. I have crazy ones of me, too, but I'm not showing them because this ain't my head <laughs> <laughs> See that? Okay. (laughs) Because I played Susie, I was the town. You're on the hot
1: seat, apparently.
0: Yes, I was the town hairdresser, but I wanted to. I know how I got cast, and I'd be more than happy to share it. But I want to know how you got cast as Dash.
2: Well, I went in for one episode. I went to, to, and then they they kept bringing me back. I went. um, I did. uh, I didn't. He wasn't even a character. That you know, he wasn't. What am I trying to say? He wasn't a character that was really written into the show mm-hmm. until after I had done it. And they said, well, let's keep bringing him back. And I guess they liked what I did, and they kept bringing me back and whatnot. And I think I did. I ended up doing like 50 episodes, I think it
0: was. Yeah, you know, Heart of Dixie was good like that because the same thing happened yeah. with me. So <laughs> yeah. same thing happened with me. I went in and I auditioned. I played Susie, and they just kept bringing They did that with everybody. We had a really large recurring cast yeah, on yeah. the show. Huge, but people were always breaking into song, yeah. and it was just remember the show we did where um, Mallory and um, what is I can't remember the boy's real name, but he played Tom Long, Wanda, oh. and Tom got married on Halloween. Do you oh, remember yeah, that yeah. episode? Yeah, I remember that episode, yeah. as, so you know how much I hate horror movies. They had. They had all of the special effects makeup right, artists right. come from like all of those horror films, and they came and did us up as zombies. I couldn't look at anybody else. Oh God! I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. It was a hot buttered mess. But Heart of Dixie was a lot of fun, and it we did that for four seasons, of fun. right?
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It was on for quite a while, and you know, as as the character developed, as the show developed, the character developed as, as along with the show, and it was interesting for that to happen. I hadn't really experienced anything like that before. And, you know, I it was fun to do that show. It really was. Yeah. Sorry that it's gone.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Paycheck is gone. That's what I'm oh, sorry what? about. Oh, Tell me about it? It. Oh, Really? <laughs> but, What I'm not sorry about is that our showrunner, Lila Gerstein, when Heart of Dixie wrapped, she went on to be uh, one of the writers on Claws, starring Niecy Nash. And she left Claws to go write for The Handmaid's Tale, for which she won an Emmy this past Emmy season. Wow,
1: that was a good good decision. That's for sure. Great decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, Miss Lila. I was surprised that Claws actually made it. I love that show, but I just I feel like there was no real buzz for it. I mean, H- Handmaid's Tale. Like when you heard about that, I mean, yeah. they, it was like there it was an event. It felt like you know, Stranger Laniece Things and or was in
0: it. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> really, I mean,
2: her character developed into something that people wanted to watch. Yeah. You know,
0: mm-hmm. she's
2: if, incredible. Yeah, now. she really I is. I love her.
0: She is like, I don't know. She looks like so, she looks like a a black <laughs> like. Mae West or something, because yeah, her yeah. little waist is like this, and right. she's got those hips and And those nails. And na- <laughs> I'm like, she's got the body to die for. Yeah. I'm like, girl, what do you do? Yeah. Do you bottle it? Sell something <laughs> to a sister over here. I just need to know what it is. Please help yeah, she's a sister special. out. Well, Reggie, what you, other than Crocodile Dundee going to Australia for that, what else are you working on?
2: Uh, well, as far as I know, I'm supposed to do this movie with uh, Jack A., but um, we, that's her. not really, I don't really much to talk about because it's not really said mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just out here doing what I do, you know, and trying to make it work. That's all. <laughs> and anything that comes along that's special, I just go to it. I'll go right to it. So. I know,
0: that's right. And you, now correct me if I'm wrong, you're a native of New Orleans, right?
2: No, I'm a native of New York.
0: New York. Why do I think you're from New Orleans? Well, you know, I
2: did a show. I did a, a show at Toulouse Theater. Called mm-hmm. Stagely.
0: That's why I think you're from New Orleans. <laughs> Stagely, but
2: three no, it was, it was three months we were there, and I it changed my life. I I think New Orleans has become my favorite city. Now of all time, really? Oh, I could get lost, and you would find me with a Dixie beer in my hand <laughs> in some bar somewhere. You know, just held up just, by just the a wall. Ha- Don't you know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> it was a. I had a wonderful time in New Orleans. That I could- is
1: there. Restaurant suggestions for me because I'm actually going for our five year anniversary, me and my wife. Nice.
2: Dookie Chase.
1: Dookie Chase,
2: Dookie Chase, D O O K Y Chase. Oh,
0: Dookie Chase. Oh, Dookie Chase.
2: Okay. Chase Dookie, uh-huh. Dookie Chase. Okay, that's the place to go. Dookie Chase. Best, best Chase. place. Best place. Yes. Okay. Yes. And if you want, this. if you want to just chill, go to the Cafe du Monde, have some beignets and coffee. You'll have a wonderful time. Okay,
1: so. it's all every time anyone goes there. It's like you go into a food coma. That's my oh. friend.
0: Oh yeah, and you got to get a hurricane. Oh, but you, you have make... to have a hurricane. Got to have hurricane.
2: Once you have one, you got <laughs> to have another one.
0: So. <laughs> I don't know about you know. all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I. If well, you I'm have a two, they're gonna drag you out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I couldn't even get through a quarter of that bad boy. I was oh like, Ooh, Lord! They okay. have the breast bed bread pudding in New <laughs> Orleans too. Yeah. It's So good. Oh, I can't wait. I can't so, wait. Have, when do you go?
1: We're going October. We're going the ninth until the thirteenth. Nice.
2: Yeah. That's after Mardi Gras, Mardi yeah. Gras in you know, February. Yeah. Oh, February. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, you'll right. still have a great time. But, but
1: still before Halloween, because I yeah. figured that it's going to be really crazy down there for Halloween too. Because yeah. I know all the haunted tours and whatnot.
2: <laughs> when I went, I went down there, and uh, the most amazing experience was the, the 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 Black Indians. They had their their festival, and it's just a big field. Of it and they make their costumes they make they all make their costumes and whatnot and it is the most wonderful experience I've ever had in my life where you just go and you deal with the I mean and when they make these costumes they spend their whole life making these costumes yeah. and and they they go and they wear them and they parade around and it's the most wonderful thing so i, I I'm gonna go back I think I want to go with you you go <laughs> he gonna so. go with you on your
0: anniversary yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Hi Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be in the dinner. <laughs> How are you?
2: No, but it's you are wonderful right. Now. This place is great. <laughs> great. great. <laughs> Have another hurricane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I just wanted to close out our discussion with one last little bit tid of inf- tidbit mm-hmm. of info. Excuse me. So, Boots Riley, the director of Sorry to Bother You, has called out foreign distributors because, and I quote, "Even though we're outperforming." other movies distributors are claiming black movies don't do well internationally and are treating it as such riley who made his feature directorial debut with the film wrote this on twitter and he said that there are films that are bombed and they distribute those so he wants to know what's up how are we feeling about that yep
1: mm. i agree i, I agree want know, i want to know what's up too <laughs> i'm with you
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are funny to me. Well, Mr. Reggie, this hour has flown by. I think he's like, really, it's time to go already. (laughs) I'm so happy that you came. Like I literally asked him, he said, "Oh yes, I watch it. It's really good. Y'all should take this on TV." (laughs) <laughs> but I thank you so much. It means it means so much to me that you took time out of your Sunday to come and hang with us. Anytime, for an hour. anytime I, I would love, love to I love you be so here. much. Um and as far as I'm concerned, you can find me across all social media platforms at the Curvy Critic. You can also find me next week at the General Hospital After Show at After Buzz TV. And of course, you can always find me here at Black Tomatoes every <laughs> Sunday, five o'clock with my boy Scott Menzel.
1: You can find me Right here. Um, <laughs> Black Tomatoes. I'm going to say it right this time. Sunday at 5 Thank p.m. <laughs> Watch it. Sunday at 5 p.m. Even though you're watching it right now. Sunday at 5 p.m. And I am also doing uh, our LA Online Film Critics Society show which is a weekly show here and Carla was on there and she'll be back again uh, in a few episodes later um, <laughs> and you can find me at we live dot com and uh, can I just say it was just a pleasure and an honor pleasure. to have you here thank you and thank you so much for coming in
2: thank you so much
1: I
0: had a great time all right next week y'all we will be talking about crazy rich Asians and some other crazy stuff we don't know what it's gonna be yet but it'll be something Alpha. So- <laughs> oh, alpha. alpha. did you okay. see alpha yet no if but well,
1: it's good, it's really good.
0: We'll talk about that. Spoiler so, <laughs> until next week. Love, peace, and hair grease, deuces.
2: <laughs> From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook tweet us or instagram us at bhl online and i am the official voice of black hollywood live Scipio, instagram at king xo bay thanks for tuning in
0: hollywood redefined. redefined
2: the views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of bhl or its owners or principals